There it is. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's Friday. Congratulations. This is Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper of winnersandwiners.com. And together, we do this each and every day until today. And then, no moss. This is the uh, last show for now of Back to the Window. Scott, we started, we, we finished as we began. I asked you what music you wanted to hear on the last day. And you wanted to hear Fortunate Son, which if you guys ever listened to our radio show when we did it out of Tampa, that was our opening music because for some reason we could use any and all music. <laughs> they, yep. they swore they were paying the ASCAP fees. I seriously doubt it. But whatever, we used fucking songs right and left. So it's good to be here, guys. It's good to be here. Happy Friday. Happy 4th of July weekend. Happy being in Florida. If you happen to be down there in Florida, that's cool. You having fun? You been to the beach? Uh, no, I've been working all day. That sucks. Sucks. That happens. I got. That's fine. I got the weekend. You're not crying, Bronco. I'm crying. No, it's a. Yeah, it's a. It's not a sad Friday. It's not a sad Friday. No, you guys are. Uh, uh, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. You're gonna be seeing plenty of us. Scott's gonna be doing his daily picks. I'd be surprised if they don't start plugging you in on uh, some of the shows over there at Picks and Parlay, Scott. I'd, I'd be surprised if uh, you didn't get your own gig over there. J.R. Black says, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Okay, I have to tell the story. When I was man when I was running the poker room in Kansas City, uh, we had a pavilion there, and we had boys to men in, and they left, and they checked out, and I was standing at the podium, and I said that. I said, it's so hard to say goodbye, and they just fucking looked at me like they couldn't hate me more. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to tell you the story about how they laughed and laughed and said, we never heard that. Oh, ha, ha, ha. That's just, that's just funny. No, they so. just... Uh, um, and although I did have... Uh, Oh, what's the, what's the, uh, uh, I'm sexy and I know it. Who's that band? L-M-F-A-O. Yeah, yeah. I had those two guys in my poker room playing a tournament and I did the announcement and I said, uh, every day we're shuffling, shuffling, shuffle up and deal. <laughs> That's just funny. And that did get a laugh. Okay. That did get a That's laugh. Funny. So, uh, so yeah, we got everybody in the, in the comment section. Jones here, Broncos here, Dano's here, uh, J.R. Black, of course, checking in 1777 member B. What's up? 1777. Um, yeah, it's just, it, we're just trying to get it done. Scott, the one thing we want more than anything, we wanted to finish strong, strong on the farm plays. And we should have quit early this week. Because Fine. We fin it, you only remember the last farm, right? That's right. You only remember the last farm. So, uh, what channel is the new show on? It'll be on the winners and winers channel. It should debut somewhere around the beginning of football season. And I promise you, if we do the promotion the way I think we're going to do the promotion, You'll know where it's going to be. Uh, that's that's my fervent hope that everybody, that not only will be a great product, but everybody will be able to see it. So there you go. And you can find Scott at various places. If you want to know all the places he is, make sure you follow him on Twitter there at Reichel Radio. Still one more time to get the farm plowed. That's right, Magellan. We're getting that farm plowed today, buddy. Uh, look for Reichel on the podcast. Couldn't find much. Uh, I, just post, I just posted the uh, NBA one on my Twitter. So There you go. I did go. a fantasy football one too that should be up later. Okay. So, yep. Still got some podcasts going. Just a lot of recording today, so I didn't have much. I didn't have enough time to actually do the editing and posting, but that's finally up. So I did my Kevin Durant off-season breakdown, whatever stuff. Okay. So that was fun. So a lot going on, Scott, in the world of sports. You know, it's it's baseball season. This is usually kind of the dog days, or not much happening. 
big fucking Thursday and Friday, huh? Little, uh, uh, yeah. We're watching. We're watching NCAA football kind of uh, implode before our eyes, or at least the uh, Pac-12. At, at least the Pac-12, yeah, for sure. So, what do you make of it? But what's 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 the next move? So, just in, in case you've lived in a cave and haven't heard, uh, USC and UCLA are moving to the Big Ten. Uh, Oregon, who's who, and who's moving to? Uh, what's the, what's the other one, Scott? That we saw that uh, that's going as well. I'm truly drawing a blank. Okay. Um, I I'd, I'd seen it. Or was it, it was Oregon? I, maybe Washington. Uh, uh, USC. No, USC's already gone. So. Uh, uh, Washington. Yeah, that there. I know that it said the Big Ten is not going to add Oregon and Washington. Okay. It's waiting to hear from Notre Dame. All right. Well, and we'll see what the 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 Big Twelve was originally said they weren't going to reach out, and now that may be changing. So. Uh, Magellan says there's going to be three conferences in, in a few years. Yep. I I think that's your number. Chris and I talked a little bit about it on the last show. You basically got 130 uh, Division One football teams and five power conferences, five lesser conferences. That roughly breaks up 65 on each side. Three super conferences of 20 teams, Scott. Is that what we're headed towards? Seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's really where the money goes. I mean, yeah. that's really the ultimate factor when it comes to making any decision nowadays. And the money does not seem to be with the Pac-12, and that's why they're getting out. Now, uh, am I shocked that some of these conferences jumped to the conferences that they did a little bit? I'm not sure why USC would go to the Big Ten. I don't really understand that for travel purposes, but have fun. Well, you know, I mean... West Virginia's in the Big 12, so, yeah. you know, it's not quite as bad, but, you know, f- flying uh, um, Huntington, is it Huntington? Where the hell is uh, Morgantown? Going, yeah. you know, going Morgantown to uh, Waco is a pretty good flight as well, so. It's almost heaven. Uh, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Dano says, how can they call it the Big 10? Dano, there hasn't been 10 schools in that league in a long fucking time, basically since yeah. Penn State, right? Depends, and the Big ben, Twelve hasn't always been twelve. Nope. So not twelve now. The math does not check out. No, yet. no. They just they just blew it off. They used to change it. You know, they changed like from the Big Six to the Big Eight to the Big Ten. They moved from the Pac Ten to the Pac Twelve, and then after that, they just went. You know what? Fuck it. We're not we're not dealing with that anymore. We're not calling it the Pac Eighteen or whatever. So, uh, USC boys are going to have uh, a lot of fun playing on in the Happy Valley in October. I agree, Magellan. I feel the same way about Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. Uh, not a lot of KUs on that fucking schedule in the SEC. Vanderbilt, maybe, but that's about it. I personally think USC is going to do very well in the Big Ten. It's an issue of athletes, and we talked about it in the Big Ten in the past. Of course, I went to Wisconsin. There's a reason why Ohio State wins virtually every year. Not this past year, but virtually every year. It's because nobody can match up with their athletes, and now you're getting USC's five-star recruits, I know that it's a tough brand of football, and it could be in the snow outdoors. I get it. Have fun matching up with the five stars on the outside. Do you think they lose a recruiting edge by the fact that they're going to be playing all their shit ton games, a shit ton of their games in bad weather, as opposed to the good weather of Arizona and uh, you know L.A., Stanford? Uh, no, because they're still living on campus in Pasadena. Yeah. Yeah, and on top of that, you could argue that the NIL deals and the funds that they're generating at USC, they can probably afford to buy a lot more players than Wisconsin and Minnesota. Okay. 
Right. So, no, I think USC is going to do very well in the Big Ten. All right. I still don't agree with the move based on geographical concerns, but no, they're going to kick their ass in recruiting. Bronco. And USC is probably going to compete with Ohio State for a title every year. Bronco says they gain recruits that they make up enough in cachet by moving to the Big Ten that makes up for any loss they might have by having to fucking go to Pennsylvania and play games. They don't in have to live in the Big Ten winter. They just have to go there on occasion. But no, they're going to be living in California. The NIL deals are there. They're going to do just fine. Okay. Uh, what college? What college has put out the most players into the league? Well, I would guess Alabama. I'd guess Bama too. Uh, the way Magellan asked that question. Bama, Ohio State, maybe. That has that has that has the setup of a twenty dollar bar question that you think you know the answer to and you don't. <laughs> I'm gonna guess Alabama, but Ohio State would not surprise me either. Cash against the spread said the last show had to stop in. Man, we appreciate it. We appreciate everybody uh, stopping by, even if you can't stay for the whole show. And uh, we're gonna try to do some football stuff. I think. Yeah. So Magellan said Ohio State. And then right after, Bronco said Bama recently, so there you go. Okay. It's going to be Ohio State versus USC basically every year. Do, 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 And you know USC is going to be put into the weaker region, right? They're going to throw them with Iowa and Northwestern and Wisconsin. You think so? So, yeah. They're not going to put Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and USC together. Okay. I, there's no way that happens. So, yeah, I think USC is going to dominate that region, in my opinion. I apparently you have a new nickname. I, I, I mean, people have said it before because of the memory, so it's fine. <laughs> Are you an excellent driver? Uh, well, you don't. Fucking... I, I can't. I can't. I can't count cards, and I'm not good at counting the number of matches or toothpicks left in a box. You ever count but... cards? You ever try it? Uh, I never really tried because I don't play that much blackjack. Yeah. Yeah, it's but, a it's you'd have a good aptitude for it. If you if you, anybody anybody who plays poker well, it can be a good card counter. Yeah. Uh, after I go to Kmart, it's Rochelle two p.m. <laughs> Is there Kmart still open? I'm sure there are somewhere. Maybe in Austin, Texas, huh? How about you? How about your Nets, buddy? Pretty happy about that. Well, I covered it on the podcast today, but for the most part, I think it's all a bluff. Really? I, I don't think anything's going to happen. I, I find it extremely weird based on the timing. Now, some of it revolves around a quote that Windhorse said that he got from either Durant or somebody there. So you have to kind of choose if you believe it or not. I find it very weird that Kyrie demanded a trade because he wanted a contract extension. The Nets didn't give it to him. In fact, nobody wanted to give it to him. So he opted in. And then a day later, his best friend KD says, I want to be traded. I think that it is a joint effort to get con to get Kyrie paid. And according to the Windhorse quote that he said he got from one of Durant's people, Durant said, I still want to play with Kyrie, but not in Brooklyn. So him and Kyrie are still apparently cool. Right. Which makes me think that KD's bluffing and he's trying to get Kyrie to get paid. Can I say that? Does yeah. that sound like a conspiracy theory that has some likes to it? Because it feels that way. It sounds like a conspiracy theory that has some likes to it. That you, you summed it up exactly right. Uh, Bronco says it's a joke. He says Kmart's funnier than the dollar store. Um, you know, the most frustrating thing in the world to go to the dollar store. People want to know how much things are. How much is this? It's a dollar. It's not always a dollar, though. You know. Well, there's the, like the, the Dollar Tree, the dollar store. The shit's a dollar, but like the Dollar Tree and Dollar General. Yeah, those that's shit. But there is some still dollar stores around. 
Um, unknown Entity said, uh, thanks for the money on uh, the new angle, Scott. Uh, you both have often amazed me and how detailed and meticulous you guys both approach your choices. Thanks, man. I hope you all come back on the weekend show. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how everything breaks down, man. Nothing, I know that nothing is forever. Uh, the Presbyterian run will live, <laughs> will live in it, for, out of it forever. So uh, I bought my car off of that. Just thought you should know. That's fantastic. Unknown. That's, that's the kind of stories that really fucking make my day. And I'm not even bullshitting. That's, it's cool as shit. Cause it's, it was just one of those nuggets that like we found and we didn't find it from anybody else. We didn't read about it. We put it together ourselves and we turned you guys onto it. And for a while, we were the only ones fucking talking about it. Really, I'm not for, even sure at for, what point other people got to it. Um, that's like, that, that's it, nine. That's the advantage of not right. That's the advantage of not being more popular. You know, like when we go viral, we get you know a few hundred views. So it got to be kind of a nice little secret for everybody. So I hope everybody was able to take advantage of that. Um, appreciate all the great picks. Absolutely, get money. We uh, we we love doing it, man. Uh, God bless your children's children for that Presbyterian run. Oh, that was just, uh, Scott, that was, I almost felt like we should have had like a worn black for a day when, uh, when Kevin, when, the, when he ended up resigning, when Kevin Kelly retired. resigned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So either way, it was a hell of a run. It was uh, un unknown. Hopefully if we're ever in the neighborhood, you can give us a ride somewhere because we paid for your car. So <laughs> keep that in mind if we're ever in the area, but I do want to ask you about the Durant thing. Cause since you brought it up, okay, a lot of people seem to care about where Durant wants to go. He apparently wants to go to Phoenix. He wants to go to Miami. Why would the Nets care where Durant wants to go? He doesn't have a no trade clause, so who gives a shit? I guess uh, I guess they maybe care only in the respect of what they can get in return, what each of those teams has to offer. But that's the point, though. People are saying, well, Durant wants to go here. Who gives a damn where he wants right? to go? Why does that matter? I believe that is the appropriate time to say, cool story, bro. That's what I'm saying. But you're looking at the potential landing spots for Durant because there's a market for that. And Phoenix is favored. Miami's up there as well. I think Miami's got no shot, especially since the Nets could not hypothetically acquire Adebayo because right. of the contract structure and how it's illegal for the Nets to actually trade for him. But people keep saying, you know, what if he goes to a contender? He's complaining about where he wants to be. If the Nets trade him to Orlando – he has to go to Orlando. Like, he can't right. say no. Right. So, I don't really think that KD has any leverage at all. And I don't know why people think that he does. Because he can hold out with four years left on his contract. What is he, like 33, 34 years old? Right. Gotta be, right? If KD wants to sit out a year in one of the final years of his so-called prime, have fun. Let me I ask mean, you. I, like, he's going to play. Like, I, I don't think there's any actual... I'd say leverage or any strength to their argument. The Nets did everything they could for Durant. Kyrie does not deserve a massive contract because he can't trust him. And he's claiming he wants to be traded. That's great. If the Nets keep him, what does he do? Nothing. He's playing for the Nets. Right. So why would they get rid of him? I, I just don't get it. You know, I, I guess, I guess loyalty uh, is a thing of the past, you know, maybe, maybe a little payback for paying Kyrie for a whole season when he played, Fuck a quarter of the games, yeah, pretty much. So you know, but no, it's uh, what have you done for me lately? You know, thanks for the extra seventy five percent that I didn't deserve. Fuck you, I want to be traded. But uh, I don't know. I don't even know what the Nets did wrong. No, like, you look back on everything that Durant got. Right. He wanted Ky. He wanted to play with Kyrie and DeAndre Jordan, who was already washed. The Nets signed him and DeAndre Jordan. 
or technically they traded for him, but you get the idea. And then they gave him a max contract. Then they traded for Harden because Durant kind of wanted to have Harden on the team. And then everyone got injured. Kyrie decided to not get vaccinated and the team fell apart. So I don't know where the Nets did KD wrong. They right. gave him everything that he wanted. I disrespect him, man. No. But like, what, what did they do? KD got everything he wanted. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Joan, thank you very much for the kind words. That's uh, that's very cool. We've had a uh, we've had a blast doing it, man. When when Scott and I have fun and smile and laugh, we're we're not fucking kidding. This is this is really a fun thing to do. We enjoy doing the show with each other, and yeah, it's it's not it's not goodbye. You're right. It's just uh, yeah, hang tight, hang tight for a couple months. Uh, Big X, you bet, buddy, you bet, and uh, hopefully I'll be talking to you soon. Uh, Dano says best show on uh, Max Wagers Network. Didn't really even hear the reason y'all are leaving. Um. Dano, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm, they're putting me to work on another project full-time that's uh, going to be kind of a mashup between entertainment and sports betting. It's going to be debuting in the football season. And it's going to take my full-time. The other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to work with the new guys that are creating content for the Winners and Winers YouTube channel. So I'm going to kind of work with them and get them a little more whipped into shape. And uh, Scott's going to go on and do his daily picks and probably they'll find out some, they'll find some other stuff for him. To in, do. in other words, basically there were some new shows or projects. So the budget got rearranged a tad. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, exactly. Right. Uh, JC, I worked with guys and, uh, I get it. Love you. Absolutely. Joan. That's, that's fantastic. So, uh, we appreciate all the kind words. We really do. And if you're thinking about it one last time, I will implore you to, uh, hit the like button and get subscribed to both the YouTube channels. Max Wagers Network, still a lot of great content over there. YouTube channel for the Winners and Winers. Obviously, we've got great daily picks. Me, Scott are still going to be over there. I think Chris is going to start doing them. We've got some great new handicappers that have been writing for us for a while that are just starting to make videos. So check all those guys out. And if you're looking to get my premium picks, i got a great deal this weekend. I've got my weekend package, normally $100, $99. Adding a couple extra days, adding Friday, adding Monday. Cutting the price to twenty five bucks, so about six six bucks a day. Uh, you can have all of my picks, including my best bets, for the weekend. It's a hell of a deal. The link is in yesterday's video for uh, my video on the Winners and Winers channel. So I don't have it in I don't have it in this video yet. I will eventually. But if you want to look at that right now, it is in my uh, show that I did my single video on the Winners and Winers Network. So check that out. Get registered, et cetera, et cetera. What else, Scott? Anything else? Anything going on tonight you're excited about? Any games you're looking at? Uh, well, my play today was in the Giants-White Sox game. I got the over at 7.5. I know it's an oracle, but the wind's blowing out, so that should help a little bit. It's blowing out at about 13 miles per hour. But you have Lynn against Cobb. 7.5? Really? With those two pitchers? Does that make much sense to you? Yeah, I, uh, I know those guys have uh, not been great this season. Cobb's been a little bit better lately. Lynn has just been awful. Yeah, he is. Uh, but so yesterday I saw some someone somebody on Twitter said, "Name a player that you were surprised they're still in the league." And I think Lance Lynn has to be on that list. No, well, he came back about a month ago. That's what I'm saying. I'm sh the White Sox feel bad that they let him come back because they got rid of Keuchel and they replaced him basically indirectly with a right-handed Keuchel. Mm, yeah, basically. The stats are pretty close. So. He uh, has not. He's not been. He's not been great. He, he has not been great at all in his three starts. He's given up eleven earned in his three starts, covering uh, sixteen innings. So that's not great. That's why you it's get not it. good. And Cobb, we know, has been 
a bit of a journeyman over the last couple of years. He was on Baltimore. He was on Tampa. Uh, yeah, he has not been very good for the last couple of years. And this year, he has been especially bad. Now, could he piece it together? The White Sox, I'm aware, have been a bit underwhelming at the plate this season compared to what they were expected to be. But there's still a lot of talent. And you actually look at the runs per game. Giants, third in the league in runs per game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like most people don't realize that. They were that way last year. They were. You were like, yeah. what, the Giants are scoring? Yep, they were right there behind yeah. Los Angeles all season. Uh, seven and a half with those pitchers and those bullpens, I, I had to take the over with the wind blowing out. Eric Hosmer turned Alex Cobb from a uh, from a one into a journeyman with the one swing of the bat. That basically was the beginning. Confidence was shot at that point. Yeah, yeah, basically was the beginning of the end. So glad he was able to come back at some point. You know, it's for it's some degree of the skill that he had before, but definitely definitely diminished. Uh, add Dallas Keuchel to that surprise. Uh, yeah, exactly, Magellan and. Uh, it, that's going to be the gift that I don't think is going to last long. Uh, I think you have to. I think you have to fade Keiko while you can, because I I did. Yeah. <laughs> last time out, I had the team total over for the Tigers. Yeah, it's yeah. You, you, you have to do crazy things. Yeah, you have to do crazy things like that. Like bet the Tigers mm-hmm. team total over. Cash in five innings. Yeah, I think I think we're going to get. Now, if he sucks, if he again, if he sucks again, if he sucks this this outing, I think we get two more out of Keiko, and then that's it for his career. Probably. I mean, Arizona's also got nothing to play for, so you can argue they might just see what happens. But, yeah, Magellan, you throw out Corbin, who was randomly good his last time out, so I don't know if he's still on the list or maybe he's been added a bit to the uh, uh, the bystander list. Yeah, yeah. You're waiting to board a plane. You're waiting for someone else to drop out. Mm-hmm. But if one, when it comes down to the immediate fades, first two names I could think of, Keichel and Bruce Zimmerman. Uh-huh. Bubich is probably also in that initial three or five. Well, you know, and Chris and I talked about that yesterday with because uh, because uh, Kikuchi was going and and Chris loved wanted to fake Kikuchi loved him. I said, you know what, I'm a Royals fan and I'm a little bit scared of these fucking left-handers that have like five shitty performances and then one great one where they go six innings and give up one run. I'm looking at you, Daniel Lynch, and looking at you, Chris Bubich. And I said Kikuchi fits in that same mold for me. Lo and behold, last night, Scott, six innings, one run. Yep, he's back on track. Exactly what I was afraid of. Uh, David Good, some very kind words for you. Said, always listens to you in the morning. Very nice, quick bet. See, there's one for there's one yep. for brevity. And, Less than uh, five minutes every time. Yep, yep. This is a very friendly show, so there you go. Besides the fact we don't know what you're saying to start the show, it's a very, it's a very good pick. Yep, there you go. <laughs> I'm very quick and to the point. It is what it is. What just happened, Sid? Took a break from his clinicals today to let you know how much I've appreciated by sharing your talents with you guys. Absolutely, what just happened. Uh, good luck on your uh, on your clinicals. I hope those go well. I don't know what field you're in exactly, but I know clinicals. I know that word, and it means uh, a lot of hard work. So uh, hopefully that'll go uh, that'll go well. Take care, Bronco. Uh, dude, don't be a stranger. And dude, reach out to me on Twitter if you're on Twitter. Um, we should we should hook up and. Uh, if I ever get, when I get to Austin, you're gonna take me to you're gonna take me to Franklin. So, also just a reminder that I'm I'm still gonna be on some of the other shows, just yeah. guest appearing. So it's not like I'm vanishing from thin air. Like I'll I'll still be around, just not as often. Absolutely, you bet, Scott. We've uh, we've loved doing it. We've loved interacting with you guys. That was the worst part about doing the radio show is we tried to set up a segment. Where they would like call us, we called like Snap yep. Cap, where people would call and want our opinion, and it, like it never worked. 
So the doing this live and talking to you guys in, in almost real time, uh, it was very cool. Uh, I tell people my complex, people, <laughs> people don't get attached. <laughs> You're making us feel like shit, man. Well, that was another auto-fade, by the way. Uh, Adon, who... Uh, oh, that was, that's another, uh, of course, first ballot member of the Fatalist. <laughs> yeah, he... Uh, well, dude, the good news is he's got like a three and a half ERA and a couple starts in AAA. Could be good, bring, we need him back. Could be bringing him back. He could be fixed. They could fix him. Could be. ha. <laughs> Uh, Broncos said he was considering moving to Phoenix, or at least uh, he could or he could do the Caesars thing. Uh, very good. Not uh, Nats had a pitcher that's zero eleven. I think he's thinking of Adon. Oh, he's, <laughs> I, I think yeah. That's who he's thinking of? Yeah, it wasn't that bad, but it was close to it. I think the ERA is right, like an eight ERA. That ain't missing it far. Yeah, sounds about right. So, um, let's find out what happened yesterday, Scott. We got to finish it up here strong. Let's take a look at yesterday. You guys thought I was going to forget, didn't you? Ah, no way. So, uh, yeah, make sure you uh, get dialed in. It's the last one. It's Friday. A lot happened on Thursday. Let's find out which camp you came down in. Were you a winner? Were you a whiner? Did you take it in the shorts or did you take it to the bank? Let's find out as, dude, what the hell? They stole my siren. That's a shame. I swear to God, I'm, I, was using, I'm using it, I was using the siren from Spotify. Yep. And now it's dark. Okay, so for the last one, Scott, let's get ready to call the cops. Woo, 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 woo. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Just like we rehearsed it. Well, that is very dis disconcerting, man. Uh, well, now we have to quit the show because they took away our fucking best sound effect. All right, Skeeter. Hey, man. If you had the Reds team total under four and a half against the Cubs, ah, what could go wrong? Only two runs in the first seven innings. You're thinking you're home. They scored two in the eighth. All right. It's still good. Well, it's now still we good after two in the got eighth. a little bit of a sweat. But the Reds, you can't stop them. You can only hope to contain them with two outs, two on. Goodbye. Goodbye. That's a three-run dinger. And goodbye to your under four and a half as they finished up with a seven. Sorry. Time to call the cops. I didn't know that the Cubs acquired Pujols to pitch the ninth inning. Very nice. But Very either nice. way, uh, if you had the Twins plus one and a half against the Guardians, well, you had a bad beat from the Twins the night before, so you thought maybe we can go back to the well and they'll make it right again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it was a tie game. In the bottom of the ninth. So as long as there's no walk-off home run with with somebody on base, up, up, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> a walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth, and the Twins went from tied 3-3 three to three to losing 5-3. to three. Rip up your plus one and a half. It was even worse than that because they had they, they had to get two in the – they were down 3-1. to one. They had to get two in the eighth and then yep. two in the ninth. I had that as the first leg of a two-teamer, and that was my play of the day. So I was really staring down the barrel at being fucked at – Wait, what was the the twins or the, the guardians? The tw uh, the the guardians. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it worked out for you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I didn't even have the, I didn't even have the run line. Although I should have played them both on the run line. I played the I played the uh, guardians and the Phillies, and both of them you know covered the run line. But. Yeah, there you go. And finally, if you're dreaming of liberty this weekend, if you this is a good game for you, yeah, the dream, the liberty under one fifty nine and a half. They had one fifty five with two seconds left. Oh, my God. Down three. Atlanta hits the game-tying three-pointer at the buzzer. We're going to overtime, and you're going to the poorhouse because that under 59 and a half, that's no fucking good, and it wasn't.
Oof. Yep. Oof. Uh, not fun. It's nice to have a throwback basketball play that we haven't had in a while on Call the Cops. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, a buzzer beater into a, they don't call it undertime. Right. It's really just a solid send-off, isn't we're, it? We're bringing back all of the hits, man, because during basketball season, we'd have at least one of these on there every day. It was also the only WMDA game on the entire card. Nice. So you didn't really have any other games to chase with after that. You just lost your money, and that was it. Thank you, ladies. We appreciate it. And, uh, hey, we still got this sound effect available, so let's use it. Scott, let's find out who has had those nice, easy wins. They didn't have to sweat any ninth-inning heroics. There's no three-pointers. It's a nice, simple victory. You got to spend Thursday night kicked back in the rocking chair. So the first one, if you had the Phillies, minus one and a half against the Braves. I know on air we said we didn't exactly trust Wright, and he was awful once again last night as the Phillies led 11-1 to after three innings, and they won 14-4. to I kept resisting marking that as a win on my sheet. I, 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 played, it, I played it straight till the end. I'm like, I, I, that's, how, that's how superstitious I am. I'm up 11-1. to uh, I'm not marking that down yet. Things well, you're worried happen. about the rain. <laughs> yeah, that was also true. Uh, like, yeah, stop scoring. Hey, if you had the Pirates team total over three and a half, not a lot of sweat there at all as they scored five runs. In the first four innings, they finished up with eight, held on by the skin of their pirate teeth as they uh, get the 8-7 win, but you didn't give a shit about that because you were long past that three and a half. And if you had the Cubs on the money line against the Reds, they led a 7 to nothing after three innings. Thanks a lot, Ashcraft. And they won 15-7. to God, who'd ever be stupid enough to bet on the fucking Reds? In our defense, the Reds did score seven runs. That's it just true. It didn't work out, you know? <laughs> hey, they didn't get him in the first three innings. No, they did not. Yeah, that was a... Uh, and see, that one, Scott, when it was 7 nothing after three innings, I had no problem marking it a loss. Yeah, that's fair. I marked it out a loss, but a win? Nope, wouldn't do that. All right, very good. Well, you know what? It just wouldn't it just wouldn't be right, Scott. We uh we have to go out. We have to do the sound effect one last time. I think you guys know what's coming. Let's find out who it is. It's the off season, but that doesn't mean you still can't wear the golden feed bag. Scott, it's a little hit a little close to home for you, but let's find out who's the donkey of the day. <laughs> All right, very good. You knew you knew we were going to let that one play. Yep. All right. You know what? It's your team. I'll let you have the floor. So once again, I said before, I'm not exactly sure what they could have done differently, but either way, it's got to be the Brooklyn Nets because they are on the verge of losing James Harden, mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant in the span of five months. That's a record level of uh, a franchise collapsing. That's like if and the Chiefs. Again, it's like if the Chiefs would have lost Hill, and then followed it up with Mahomes and Kelsey. You're like, fuck, what are we doing here? Now, once again, I still don't think that KD is actually going to be traded. But the fact that we've come to this point, the Nets really just shelled out so much money. They traded so many draft picks. They got everything they wanted. And they played about less than 20 games together. And now they might blow the whole thing up. So I got to bring it up. You can talk about Kyrie in particular, because 
it's kind of all his fault if you want to play the chain reaction game. But either way, the Nets uh, blowing a big three in the span of about, I don't even know, six months yeah. is uh, got to be at least mentioned for Donkey of the Day. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. All right. And finally, odds makers, bottle's about empty, guys, but you had to finish it out in style. One last game, one last time for us to find out why in the hell were the odds makers drunk. So this was a game that uh, in the majors, athletics, Mariners, teams that generally don't have great offenses, but still, Scott, seven and a half. Maybe seemed a little low, huh? Uh, It felt that way. Really did. And you know what? It was low because they scored 12 runs in the first five innings. Now, they did back it off a little bit in the second half of the game. Doesn't really matter because that game landed 14 well over the total of seven and a half. Uh, Odds makers, you're drunk. Yeah, really not much more to add. I know in the game yesterday we talked about how the Mariners were minus 235 or so. Right. And if we thought they should be laying it, I said the run line made sense. They covered that barely. But we said we liked the over, the team total over. We just thought the total was too low, especially with Oakland's pitcher having one really good pro outing, Mm -hmm. but a bunch of awful AAA outings. Right. So we thought that that would potentially go poorly for uh, Martinez, I believe. Yep. And uh, it did. It It was not very good. And there were a bunch of runs. So we called that game right. Yep. Well, and we said we were a little bit afraid of that number. And that kind of proved, you know, even though they covered the run line, they went by two. That game was yeah. a, lot, a lot closer than it should have been. So a lot of the things we feared about Seattle came true. We definitely said that we liked the offensive side better. And that and that was... Uh, I just didn't trust aligning that with, with Gilbert. And Gilbert was meh. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Kyrie gets the donkey more than the Nets. That's fair. That's that's yeah. That's fair. That's fair, too. I mean, uh, you, could, you could really look at the chain reaction and Kyrie caused basically all of it. But we also just had breaking news uh, in the NBA. Uh-uh. What you got? Rudy Gobert was traded to the Timberwolves for Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and either two or three first-round picks, I'm assuming two. Jesus. So Utah went into full blow-it-up mode. And they got a half twin tower situation with Cat and Rudy Gobert. Huh. Huh. Interesting. But but but, but losing but losing Pat Bev, huh? Uh yeah. I don't <laughs> know how they're gonna recover from losing Pat Bev. You know, the culture. <laughs> the culture, man. Yeah, I know. Uh who was it? Somebody just hit the Red Sox first to two. Who was it? Uh, oh, Nathan Cerna. Very good. Very good, buddy. Congratulations. Scott's out. Best to you. All you, you too, Scott. And I'll be seeing you on the dailies whenever you stop by, man. Uh, that dude lays out some good parlays, by the way, in my comment section. So, yeah, uh, I'll you, see you around, man. You bet, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, it's that time. It's that time, Scott. You ready? Well, you have any thoughts on the trade? I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot for fucking Rudy Gobert. He's also under contract for an eternity, so you're going to have to pay that. Mm, I don't love it. At, at first glance... That seems like too much. You? Uh, it's very tricky because Utah had to blow it up. You got a decent amount of roll pieces, and you also got picks. I'm not sure Beverly's going to stay. They might end up buying a guy out or two. But either way, Utah got a pretty good haul for it, so props to them there. Thanks, Chris. As, as for Minnesota, it's tough because how many free agents actually want to go to Minnesota? Yeah, that's very true. 
That's so true. you got to look at it from perspective of a an undesirable location trying to create a championship-level roster. And if they believe that a big three of Cat, Gobert, and Ant is good enough to get them over the top, then you do it. Is it good enough? Probably not. But I think they're good enough to make the second round, which yeah. is something they haven't done yet. So I guess Minnesota's so fed up with losing, they finally decided to try to make a big move, and we'll see what happens. And I'm not sure if Cat and Gobert can coexist. I think that's going to be a problem, but we'll see. All right, very good. All right, guys, one last time. It's Friday. Scott, we tell them, even though we say to bet the farm, that you should, like, take care and go easy. Fuck it. Bet the farm today. Bet the entire farm. Let's go. Yeah, who cares? Let's let it roll. Let's let it roll. We're, 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 all, we're, putting, it all, we're putting it all on black. It doesn't matter anyway. It's not like we can brag if we win or, you know, talk about it if we lose. So that's, that's true. You know, we're we're just we're just off at this point. That's it. All right, guys. One last time. It is uh I hope you got the I hope the overalls are clean, man. Put up those overalls. Get both straps hooked up there. We're not fucking hillbillies on Friday. Get your straw hat out. Hopefully you packed it in your suitcase. I know you didn't. Climb aboard your John Deere. One more time, pull out that keychain with the lucky rabbit's foot on there. Put them in the ignition and fire that bad boy up. Ladies and gentlemen, let's do it one more time. It's time. Nope. 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 Not that one. It's time to bet the farm. Ma'am. Ma'am. Howdy. You gotta switch it. There we go. All right. Very good. I have a 50 50 chance. You think I could you think I could get that figured out? So uh, you don't need to. All right. So, yep, we talked about it yesterday. Wasn't our best farm day. Cincinnati Reds let us down. We're not quitters. We're gonna go it one more time here. Scott, what do we got cooked up for today? So we got a plus money play for our final farm play for now. Mm. It's gonna be the Dodgers. An extra fifth one. of a farm. Extra fifth of a farm. We're gonna go with the Dodgers minus one and a half at plus 120 against the Padres. The Dodgers have won three of the first four meetings. There's a trend in there. Each of those three wins have been by at least two runs. The Padres have not been very good lately, as they have lost four of their last five games. And you look at the pitching matchup, the Dodgers have a bit of an advantage. You have Gonsolin on the mound for the Dodgers. He's been amazing all season long. Last five starts, 29 innings pitched, 1.24 ERA, and you have Blake Snell on the mound for San Diego, and yes, Snell kind of sucks. If you want to go through the numbers, he's been awful, and the last five starts have been well, equally bad. Last five starts, 26 and one-third innings pitched, 5.2, uh, 5.47 ERA. We like the Dodgers getting plus money to win this game handily. Gonsolin should pitch well, Snell should get shelled, and we expect the Dodgers to win this game pretty easily. Very good. Very good. We're going out strong. We're going, we're going to take one of the two best teams in the majors this season, take care of business against a, a very, very fadeable pitcher. So that's going to do it for the farm. That's going to do it for the week. It's going to do it for the show, guys. I can't thank you enough. I can't thank everybody that, that watched us, that uh, listened to us in podcast form. You got one more shot. If you want to stay tuned for the NASCAR show, we're going to be doing it here in just a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait. Gobert got traded for four first-round picks? And all those four? and all those players? Four? That's outrageous. Woj just posted four. What the hell is happening? That's outrageous. Okay. Four. 
All right. Utah's, Utah, Utah's just make a statue for Gobert for this haul. That's crazy. If he's worth four picks, Durant's about to get traded for seven first-round picks. How appropriate that we end the show on a Scott rant. Four? I had to bring it up, though. That's a, That's crazy. Yes. Hey, thanks, guys. We appreciate it. You know what? They say if you love what you do, you never work a day, and I felt every day was that way doing this show. Loved every minute of it. Scott, enjoyed working with you. I know we're not, we're going to still do some things together, so uh, and we'll certainly be in contact. We're ranting each other through text. Yep. Ma- maybe someday even meet, huh? Someday. Anything One you day. want to say before we get out of here? Not really. Just thanks for everyone who stopped by from the beginning, and even if you came along the way, a lot of fun. Uh, once again, this might not be the last show, but as of right now, it is. So thanks for stopping by. Couldn't have done made the show without you. And yeah, looking forward to cashing money along the way. There you go. You guys have a great day. Good luck this weekend. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Stay safe. Eat well. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your, enjoy your freedom, America. All right. You guys have a great day. We'll, uh, we'll see you down the road.